Welcome to episode 13 of the Pixel Power Podcast, PDF Palooza. That's a whole lot of PN going on right there. Um, if you were tracking along on social media, you may have seen where I threw out an ad hoc episode last week to share a feature that we found in Google Duo for the Valentines. And that kind of threw off my numbering. It actually confused me. I wasn't sure whether I should make these short ad hoc episodes, these one or two minute episodes, actually give them a number. If I should say they're a supplement, should I just call them an ad hoc episode? I posted something on social media, said that the ad hoc episode was 13 and this episode would be 14. Is anybody confused yet? I'll pause while you respond. I was confused. So what I've done is I've actually gone back in all of the episodes and made changes to the numbers. So this is officially episode 13. What I'll do is whenever I do an ad hoc episode, I will just put ad hoc 0001 in front of it. So the last ad hoc episode is ad hoc 0001. That'll help me at least get and keep on track for which episodes are full episodes and which are just short episodes. You can check the episodes page at the Pixel Power Podcast website and you can see the new numbering structure. Enough about episode numbering. I will tell you that I will be traveling again this week. I'll be headed out of state. I am taking my kind of podcast gear to go with me. I'm going to be doing something different than I've done in the past. I will be taking my Pixel book, but I also have an external microphone that I'll be taking and packing along with me. Not sure which software I'm going to use to record, but next episode, which will be a full episode, will be an on-the-road episode. So the uh, process that I use to process my audio afterwards, you're not going to notice that. Uh, probably be a little bit less bass. Uh, there probably won't be as polished. There'll probably be some silence still in the audio file that I normally remove uh, through a uh, feature in the sound recording software. I use Audacity. So it could be a little rougher next week. So that will be interesting. The show, I am not sure exactly what that's going to be just yet. I have some ideas in mind. Let's just call it a little bit of a surprise for you next week. All right, let's roll into our latest feature of the podcast, feature I'm calling the addendum. As a reminder, since this is only the second time we've done this, the addendum is all those things that kind of fall outside of the regular show notes or the feature topic for the show and or the news. Let me roll right in first by giving a couple of shout outs to first to Terry, who shared all, uh, that his Pixel book is now his daily driver and that he's learning a thing or two from the podcast. I appreciate that, Terry. Thanks for being a listener. Also, a shout out to Holly on the Google Fi Facebook group who reminded me way back in episode 001 and 002, I promised a Google Sites episode. I have not delivered on that promise as Holly was nice to remind me and I do owe you all that episode. It is in the queue. Now, what's interesting is I should mention that Terry found me on Twitter. I'm going to talk a little bit more about my social media strategy a little bit down at the, uh, uh, at the end of the episode, but I have created Pixel Power Podcast media social media accounts for, you ready for this? It's a long list, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I have no earthly idea why I've created all three of those. I just did. It does turn out that people actually do use Twitter. I have not used it for several years. Again, that's how Terry found me. And then uh, the Facebook page is out there now. 
Uh, no real usage on that, but if you are a Facebook user, why don't you go to uh, Facebook, do a search for Pixel Power Podcast and let me know you're out there. I mentioned in the last episode, the ad hoc episode, that Flying Hearts were flying across the screen for Duo users. I just want to update you and let you know that I never saw that feature on my Pixel phone. Again, my wife had that on her Moto uh, X4, but I never saw that on my device. Several of you let me know that you were seeing it on your Pixel devices. Unsure why I was never able to use that feature. I also want to give you an update on the Lenovo Smart Display connectivity issues that I mentioned uh, probably around episode five, six. Seems that that has now been corrected. I was using Eero as my mesh Wi-Fi in my home when I connected, uh, replaced that Eero Wi-Fi mesh with Google Wi-Fi. Everything cleaned up for the Lenovo. The Lenovo is rock solid. The Lenovo Smart Display is back uh, as a device that I would recommend and you can regularly find good deals on that device. As a matter of fact, I think right now you can find about $100 off. So if you're looking for a Google Smart Display, um, I, I guess I can go back to recommending the Lenovo. It was also announced last week by a research firm, Strategy Analytics, that the Google Pixel is now the fastest growing smartphone brand in the United States during the fourth quarter of 2018. And that would be during the release of the phone and the holiday purchasing season. So that would tend to make sense. But what I found interesting is, is that brand is growing because of soft sales on other brands such as Samsung and Apple. As you all know, I converted from Apple. I wonder how many people are actually just starting to take a look at the Pixel phone as a real alternative to the two big smartphone brands, Samsung and Apple. I know I was one of them. Be interesting to know how many of you actually came over to the Pixel phone from an Apple or a Samsung. Let me know. Use some of those social media sites I've, I've described and let me know if you did that. Finally, in the addendum, Geek Alert. My wife and I had a chance earlier this month to go see William Shatner live on stage. And during that, we also got to view Star Trek II on the big screen, which I haven't been able to do since the original release back in the 80s. That was a blast. William Shatner was fascinating. Uh, no pun intended to uh, the Spock character. I will also say that the poor guy who was selected to actually moderate the discussion didn't know what he was up against. Uh, Shatner, once a question was asked from the audience, Shatner took over and we didn't hear from that poor guy ever again until Shatner was done. So that's what we wanted. We wanted an hour of the chat. We got an hour of the chat and it was a great evening. And I would recommend that if he comes to your town. Let's roll right into the topic of today's show. It is PDF apps for the Pixel devices. I, I did call this episode PDF Palooza, and I wanted to actually follow up on the past episode 11, where I talked about taking analog documents and turning them into digital. So once you have those in a digital format and have made that conversion, what do we do with them? Before I begin talking about how I use PDF files, let me just say this is one of the reasons I love to do this show is I research the topic. I learned so much more than I thought I already knew about PDF files, markup, uh, software that's available. And so this is, I'm really kind of excited to share these tips with you. First of all, let's talk about creating PDF files. We did a whole show of that, as I just mentioned in episode 11. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time discussing how to create PDF files. I do want to add a few additional items though. First of all, PDF files, what are they? PDF file is 
short for Portable Document Format. It was a format created by Adobe in the 1990s, and it continues to be a very strong format. And the reason it's so popular is because it preserves formatting of documents and because it's a very uh, ubiquitous file format. It's compatible on almost any device. PDF files traditionally or in the past, you had to have something called Adobe Acrobat uh, to create those, but now PDF compatibility is built into most computers, including our Pixel Book and our Android phones actually have the capability to produce PDF files. I'll talk about that in just a minute. Another reason I love PDF files is they're actually a part of my Inbox Zero strategy. Let me talk a little bit about that. That's a whole nother episode, I think, too, but I do try and clear out my work inbox every Friday. And one of the ways that I do that is I locate those emails that I think I might need to access later and I export those from the email client that I'm using as a PDF file and then store that in Google Drive. So I'll come back to that towards the end of the show and you'll hear how I use that. But just remember that creating a PDF file is a part of my actual Inbox Zero strategy and it is so easy to create a PDF file from an email client using your Chrome OS device, your Pixelbook, or your Pixel phone. Simply bring up the file that you want to create a PDF or a website, go to the print option, and then when you load the print dialog box, don't print to a printer, simply print to a PDF file. When you do this, as you click print, it'll ask you where you want to save that, save that to your Google Drive, and then you'll have anywhere access to that PDF file. You can organize those, put those in folders the way you want them, uh, but it's that simple to create a PDF file from about anything you can see on your Pixel Book or your Pixel phone. Not only do I use this feature for email, almost every document I get at work, I also convert to a PDF, including Word files, Excel files. Typically, I don't need to modify those when I receive those at work. I typically just need to review them and maybe annotate them. And we'll talk about annotation in just a little bit. So I almost always will take a Word file or any other type of file and convert that to a PDF and then store that in an appropriate folder in Google Drive. Now let's focus on the tools that'll help you mark up, view, and organize those PDF files. Let's begin with a native PDF viewer in Chrome OS on your Pixelbook. It's actually not too bad. It's not as robust as say something like Preview on the Mac, which uh, some of you may remember if you've listened to older shows. I also am a Mac user. Preview on the Mac are, uh, actually includes many additional features, including annotation, uh, export, you can delete pages, you can insert pages, you can add a signature. It just does a phenomenal job. The built-in software for Chrome OS is not as robust as what you're going to find in preview on the Mac. Just be aware of that. Know that's your limitation. However, if you want to review a PDF file, you can obviously do that on your Pixelbook. You simply double click on the PDF file. It'll load in your browser in Chrome, and then you'll have basic PDF functions. About the only thing you can do from the built-in PDF viewer in Chrome OS is view it. You can share it with someone else, and then together you can comment on that file. That's kind of a neat feature that, that is added. Kind of adds to that whole Google Drive collaboration tool piece in that toolbox, so that's good to have. You can also download that, export it, uh, and print it, of course. 
uh, and then you can resize it to view it. But that is about it. There's really no annotation tools built in uh, or additional tools for filling forms built into the Chrome OS PDF viewer. Chrome Story, though, is reporting that in the developer and canary channels of Chrome OS, and for those of you not aware, if you have a Chromebook, you can actually get on a different channel to get features quickly. I do not recommend it if you're a normal user who requires on the use of Chrome OS daily. I do run on the beta channel, uh, have had some hiccups that have been kind of annoying. I refuse to run on the developer or canary channels right now because they are a little... Um, a little iffy, if I can say it that way. But we should expect to see a native, the native PDF viewer in Chrome OS receive some markup tools. And I've got a picture of what they're seeing in the show notes. So make sure you go visit the show notes and you can see a picture of the markup tools that they're showing in this uh, preview version of the PDF viewer. And they expect this to be released in version 74 of Chrome OS. So we've got a long wait. We're currently on 72 if you're on the stable channel. Uh, and so a little ways to go before we see that. That would put us on track for maybe about mid-year. We might see PDF markup tools built into the native PDF viewer. So given that the Chrome OS PDF tools are not that great, what can we do to add functionality to our PDF organization markup and tools? The first thing that I was used to using and started to use was a web app called Kami. Kami is available at www.kamiapp.com. It's a pretty basic tool for annotating PDF files. I wouldn't call it a great tool, but it's pretty good if you just have basic annotation needs. Um, Kami has really been focused on the K-12 education space, but what's interesting about it is there's a free version, and the free version has just the tools that you need uh, to just do some basic markup. Some of the things that it can do include highlight, underline, strike through. You can add text to a PDF file. You can comment on a PDF file. You can add shapes. You can do some freehand drawing, which it actually works pretty well with the Pixel Pen if you have that. It, uh, again, has stylus support, and it has Google Drive integration so that you can manually save the PDF that's been added to annotated back to Google Drive. So Kami is a pretty good tool if you just need basic features and the free features are probably just good enough. However, recently I really found a wonderful product and I know I'm gonna butcher the name. Let me spell it first, it's X-O-D-O. I believe it's Zodu. Could be Zudu, I call it Zodu, or I may call it Zudu. I'm probably gonna go back and forth through this whole section of the podcast, so bear with me. Information is available about Zodu at uh, www.zodu.com appears to be a Canadian company using the PDFNet SDK or software developer kit available to application developers who want to integrate PDF functions into their apps, either on the web or on a mobile platform or on the PC. What I don't understand is how this thing is free. There's no advertisements, which is a good thing, right? But I, it, it require, there's no way to even pay them for features. You just get all the features for free. They are a Canadian company. If you want, you can sign up for an account and there are times, which we'll talk about in a minute, where you might upload a PDF to their servers on a temporary basis, but they even provide an opportunity to use some of their tools without even signing in using their web app. It's crazy free. Uh, again, it's a great app and I just ran into this within the last month and I'm really exploring it, finding out all about it and really liking what I'm seeing. 
So first of all, let's talk about the web app. The web app is available and I have a link to that in the show notes. So what you can do is go in, create an account using your Google account information. By the way, it does also work with Dropbox and OneDrive if you're so inclined. I hope you're not, but you may be. Um, I did have with the web app, it does let you annotate PDF files. I will tell you with the Pixel Pen, I had a lot of issues using the Pixel Pen with the web app. So, you know, running Zudu in a web browser. Uh, the biggest, uh, and I just thought this was interesting, the biggest issue I had is I could not dot an I. Seriously, could not dot an I. I couldn't uh, write a lowercase I and dot it. It would not take that dot for nothing. If I held the dot too long, then it would activate a long click and it would do some weird thing to there. So as long as you don't need to dot an I, you're probably okay. Uh, but the Pixel Pen, there was quite a bit of lag. It, it was just kind of odd. So uh, don't recommend the Pixel Pen, but for some basic annotation with your keyboard and maybe doing some drawing and circling and highlighting, it's probably fine. The other thing about the web app that is a little interesting and, and doesn't make it my preferred way to use Zudu is it does require what I call round trip uh, movements. And what I mean by that is you have to load a PDF, you have to mark it up, and then you have to save it back manually to Google Drive. And you may have to do that and save over your original file or create another copy if you want to keep the original file. It's just a few extra steps. It's not difficult. It doesn't really make, it doesn't, it doesn't change my love for the app. Let me just say that. It just is a little more awkward. And again, that's using the web app. Now, some of the things you can do with the web app is you can add, delete, and rotate pages uh, and have them uh, uh, save back to the original file if you want to do that. And that's the only thing where you don't have to like do this weird, awkward thing that I talked about where you're saving back and forth. So there is an option, load a PDF in Go from Google Drive. You can, again, add, delete, or rotate a page, and then you can save it back directly. You can't do any markup or annotation, though. Okay, so there's a limitation there. Zudu also provides a bookshelf that serves as kind of a PDF workbench where you have access to uh, just all their tools. You can collaborate with others and view and annotate a PDF file, which, again, is one of the features we love about the Google Suite is that collaboration, so they build that in there. You do need to manually download and then replace the old document, though. Again, as I mentioned easier uh, before, that's pretty easy, so not a big, big deal. I mentioned earlier the web app just now includes a new feature so that you can actually use the annotation tools without signing in. Love that feature. If you just want to try it out without committing to a Zudu account, you can try out the features. So go to their web app. Again, a show... Uh, a link is in the show notes for that, and you can give that a shot and try it out. But if you really want to get the maximum usage out of Zudu, here's what you need to do. You need to go to the Google Play Store, you need to download the Zudu Android app, and you need to put it on both your Pixel phone and your Pixel book. This is one of the few Android apps that I will not omit for my Pixel book. Again, just within the last month, just found this product, this app, and just can't believe how much it has changed the way that I interact with PDF files. First of all, when you use the Android app, unlike the web app that we were talking about earlier, there's no round tripping. There's none of that really weird, uh, I've, I've done this to the file, now I've got to figure out if I've saved it or not. It's just beautiful. It just works. You make a change and it just automatically saves back to Google Drive. And that's true on both the Pixel phone and the Pixel book. So it's brilliant. Again, it makes the download just for that feature alone worth it. But there's actually a lot more that you can do with the Android app. Unlike the web app, 
annotation works spot on with a Pixel Pen. So on the Pixel Book with your Pixel Pen, the Zudu Android app for markup is perfect. Works well. I can dot my eyes. I am a happy man. So it has been working very well with me. Also, if you're on the Pixel Book and you have the Android app, it works beautifully in full screen mode. And I'll tell you a little secret to that here in just a minute, but it does blow up. It resizes. Uh, you can resize the window and it looks more like a natural Chrome OS app. It's not perfect yet because none of the Android apps on Chrome OS are perfect yet, but it sure looks good on the Pixel Book and it works really well. So the Android app gives you all the features of the web app, but then it adds a few other really nice features. For instance, you can create a new PDF file from scratch and it has some really great options. You can create a new PDF that is blanked or the, the paper is a blank page. It's a line page, a grid page, a graph page, or even a music page where you can add musical notes. It has various sheet sizes all the way up to 11 by 17. So uh, a C-size sheet of paper if you're into that. It has multiple page colors that include white, yellow, or blueprint. So you could do a blueprint on 11 by 17 with the graph, and it would look like an architectural drawing. You can also tell it to create multiple pages when you first create the PDF. And of course, you can orient those pages into portrait or landscape. So just neat that you can actually create a new PDF file, not have one that you have existing, but just start from scratch in a PDF, maybe share that, and then people can annotate and work on that together. You can drop in some imaging. It's kind of just a nice, um, kind of like a workbench to capture information. Other couple of features that you can do is you can create a PDF from an image. So that's pretty easy to do. You just select an image from your phone or your pixel book, ask it to create a PDF. You can do the same thing for various documents, including Microsoft Office documents. It'll automatically create those for you if you'd like to do that. And then a feature I really like is you can create a PDF from a URL. Simply type in the URL, it loads up that URL and then creates a PDF file of that page for you, complete with OCR text and links built in. Pretty sweet feature. So let's talk about a few things that you can do to make that Zudu Android app uh, a little more feature rich on your Pixel book. So first of, all, first of all, spend some time in the settings. There are a ton of them, and some of them are pretty specific to how you want to use the app. But on the Pixel Book, be sure to select the Enable Desktop User Interface, or UI. This feature will ensure that you have the toolbar at the top and a sidebar navigation drawer on the left, and that just gives you access to all the tools that you need. It's it's It makes it more uh, desktop app-like and provides you, again, with the features that I think that you're going to like to have available. And then the other thing you need to do, obviously, is it's not obvious to you. It's obvious to me because I've seen them. But the other thing that you need to do is turn on the Pixel Pen. And you do that in the settings. You want to enable stylus as pen. This lets you use your stylus as a pen and then your fingers as a navigation device. Another, another just little tweak that you can make to make the Pixel Book app a little more desktop-like. Now, we've been talking about Zudu, the Zudu Android app on your Pixel Book. Let's talk just briefly about it on your phone. One of the things that you'll want to do on your Pixel phone is you want to make that your default PDF application. The reason you want to do that is now when you load a PDF file on your phone, it'll automatically load into Zudu and you don't just view the app anymore. Now you have all the access to all the tools that you need for whatever you would want to do to that PDF on your phone, for instance, annotating, 
highlighting, adding boxes, adding images, deleting pages, all of that just becomes beautifully built in to your PDF experience on your Pixel phone. I have to say, I can't say enough about the Zudu app. I'm excited to have you all go out there, download the app, give it a shot, and then send me some feedback and let me know if it doesn't change your PDF life as well. So we've got all these PDF files. I mentioned earlier, what do I do with them? Again, I told you I save everything in PDF, email, documents, everything is in a PDF. I drop those in folders in Google Drive. And then whenever I'm looking for something, because anytime I save a PDF, I know they've been OCR'd or optical character recognition has been built in. It's pulled all that text out. If you don't know how to do that, we do show you that in our previous episode uh, digital or analog to digital. So make sure I believe that's episode 11. Go back and listen to that. But once you have that, all of that text is searchable within Google Drive. It's a fabulous thing. So I just dump all of those into folders and then I do a search and I search the type PDF. So it's type colon PDF. I put that in the search box first. I space and then I type what I'm searching for. You can also use the search options and, and uh, narrow your search down to just PDF files in the Google Drive search area. But then I can search for any text I'm looking for. I can search for dates. I can search for names. I can search for terminology. And because I have all of those stored nicely in a PDF file, they're easily searchable. I can find it, load it, and view it. And because it's a PDF file, it'll be in its original file format. It's great for receipts. If you have receipts that you want to file, that'd be another great option for that. And then on the receipts, you can even mark those up. Uh, and it also works well for bills. Many of you probably get bills from your uh, utilities or banks. You can drop all of those in a folder and you can use that same search feature to find bills and receipts. So I hope you enjoyed our PDF Palooza. Why don't we take a look and see what's happening in my favorite news of the week? I thought this week might be a slow news week. It was not. There's a lot of little news. So let's go ahead and roll through that. First of all, Google Assistant, if you ask the Google Assistant, what can I do on your Pixel phone, you're going to see a wonderful, colorful new list of options. These options will appear as big icons in the input area, and the images are very colorful, and they just provide a much better visual indicator of what category of search you're trying to perform. So some of the options, and I, there, there's, I, I don't know how many, it looks like there's about 30 of them, and I've got these listed in the show notes, but some of the new areas that it's going to guide you on are like ch check the financial markets. So if you want to know what kinds of search you can do in check financial markets, check news, control your lighting, convert units, find stores, get directions, get good news, get trivia, have fun, manage messages, manage orders, play games, play music, set alarms, use the calculator. Those are the types of things it'll guide you how to do that. But again, you'll get this nice page that'll guide you quickly. You just simply tap on one of those beautiful buttons, those colorful buttons, and it'll show you all the different options you can perform underneath that category. I don't know why I was excited about this, but I was. Chrome In the Chrome browser, Google released 12 new colorful themes. The themes are colors such as banana, seafoam, rose, pretty in pink, and marsala, just to name a few. These do kind of mirror the, the uh, colors that they use for their products, but I just love the Just Black. I have installed that on my Chrome browser. I now have the Just Black. I've been looking for a dark theme for my browser in the Chrome web store for several years and just found that the Just Black from Google is exactly 
what I was looking for. So thank you, Google, for that new theme. In the Chrome browser also, there's now this wonderful picture-in-picture -picture extension that allows you to watch videos in a floating window while you're reviewing other sites or using other applications. Again, you have to go to the web store, search for the picture-in-picture -picture extension. I do have a link in the show notes as well. And then you can install that and you can watch, for instance, Netflix in a window outside of the browser while you continue to work. Pixelbook users know that you can remap your keyboards and one of the things that I like to do, because I was a previous or and still a Mac user, I actually have remapped my control and alt keys and swapped those because that's more Mac-like. So my muscle memory when I'm moving from Mac to the Pixelbook still works. But it turns out that the Pixelbook Google Assistant button may soon be able to be remapped as well. Looks like they've uh, found some code in the Canary channel that's going to allow us to remap that. And you'll be able to remap the Google Assistant to whichever uh, function you want that to be. Another little bit of news that I was really excited about was uh, in Google Docs, there was a new REST API released, and this will allow developers to automate many tasks that they generally have to complete manually. The goal is to allow developers who use G Suites um, and create G Suite applications to create things like content management systems, create documents in bulk, access features such as insert, delete, move, merge, format, images, and lists in the API instead of having to do those manually. So what we could see are developers who finally are able to create like an invoice application for G Suites. I'm actually hoping that someone will come up with some kind of application that'll let us as users start to automate features. A feature I would love to be able to do, for instance, is combine multiple Google Docs into a single Google Doc. That would be um, a feature that if I could figure out how to automate, I would do that because I do this all the time. I may need to just pop in there myself and see if there is a way that I can do that since the features of insert, merge, move, some of those other things are actually built in there. Maybe I'll create my own um, automated process. Just have to see how difficult that looks. Gmail, if you've been playing around in there on the web version of Gmail, you'll see a new right-click functionality. I did put a picture in the show notes so you can see all of this. Used to be about three options available. Now, if you right-click on an email within uh, Gmail, you now have reply, reply, reply all, forward, archive, delete, mark as read, snooze. You could do all those things before. You just had to click, highlight it, and then move your mouse. Now we can right-click and get to all of these options immediately. It is a simple yet perfect and needed feature of Gmail. So check that out. I did check my Gmail account and I do have the right click option available now. Messages on the Pixel phone is getting a little bit of an upgrade currently. I believe we are all at 3.9 and version 4.0. We're going to be able to rename our group chats. If you have a group chat and you have more than one person, you can actually give that group A name. So it could be family, it could be sisters, it could be siblings, it could be coworkers. You'll be able to do that. And then for those contacts that don't have an image associated, you can actually change your color. So a couple of things that'll help us organize our messages a bit better on our Pixel phone. Material theme continues its wide rollout across all Google products. The Google account sign-in attempt approval page is now Google materialized. I'm trying to figure out how does how how do we want to say the material. Maybe it's Google materialized. I'm not sure. We I don't know. We'll stick with that. And then the other thing that is Google materialized is the wide rollout of the Play Store 
ratings and reviews area is starting to see that new material design theme throughout. A much needed feature for the phone app on our Pixel phones in version 29 that's gonna be rolling out is real-time text. And this is an accessibility feature for hearing or speech impaired. What it allows somebody to do is while they're in a phone call, actually send text or type text to the recipient of the voice call. Now, why that is different than say, texting is because within that call, they can actually send RTT or this real-time text in uh, emergency calls and services as well. So that's a pretty important thing for our folks out there who are maybe hearing or speech impaired. So good on you, Google, for continuing to roll out those accessibility features to those who need it. And finally, if you're a push bullet user and you could do a whole show on push bullet, which maybe I should capture that. Uh, but if you use push bullet, it is a tool that allows you to share and reply to notifications between your Pixel phone and your Pixel book or any Android phone and Chrome uh, Chromebook. It also works with Mac and Windows, but you can see those notifications come across your screen. You can reply to them. There's a paid and a free version. There's actually a new version that was just released that actually adds dark mode. And it's only if you're a paid user push bullet. So if you are a push bullet user and you are in paid mode, you can finally get dark mode. And I only mention it because it is very popular. I use the free version, have been trying it since I saw this announcement. I thought I'd give it a shot. It still does what it always has does. I'm not sure if I'll leave it on my phone or my Chromebook, uh, Pixelbook, but it is out there if you want to uh, share notifications between phones. Maybe that's for you. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. Jury's still out for me. All right, that wraps up episode 13, lucky number 13 of the Pixel Power Podcast. I promised you a little bit of information about social media, so let's wrap this thing up. Hey, don't forget, if you're using the Anchor app or if you just want to send some feedback, you can download the Anchor app. You can go to the Pixel Power Podcast page, and while you're listening or viewing the episode, you'll see a button that says message. If you click on that, you can record a message and send that to me. Love to hear that message or question. You can also connect online, and here you go. You ready? This is where we talk all the places that you can find the Pixel Power Podcast online. Obviously, you can find us at the website. Find us like there's more of us. Find me at the website, www.pixelpowerpodcast.com. I mentioned the show notes a lot today because there are images and lots of links in there. So that's where you'll find those. You just click in the upper right-hand corner. You'll see episodes and you can select the episode you're looking for. You can also email me at steven at pixelpowerpodcast.com. You can also interact with us on the Pixel Power Podcast Google group, which is uh, starting to grow a little bit. We're still in single digits, but uh, there's a little bit of interest in people using that. And we actually had a question last week, uh, some issues with some smart home devices and tying that into the Google Home Hub. So if you've got some experience in that area, pop in there and help us out. We'd love to solve that problem for a listener. You can also follow us now on the Twitter. Did you like what I said that? The Twitter? Yes, I'm that old. Uh, but you can follow us on Twitter and uh, that is easy to find. Just do a search for Pixel Power PC. Couldn't do Pixel Power Podcast. That was a little too long, but you can find us now in Twitter, Pixel Power PC. Actually seeing a lot of growth and a lot of interaction on Twitter. Wasn't expecting that. I'm also on Instagram at Pixel Power Podcast. So if you have an Instagram account, you can find us there. Uh, and also available on Facebook. Yes, I know I created a Facebook page and you can find that by searching for Pixel Power Podcast on Facebook should pop that right up. All three of those, what do I use those for? I use those to share when new episodes are available. 
Every week, I generally will share a little thousand by thousand square image that is either a teaser of the upcoming episode or is uh, lets people know that an episode has just dropped. So you will probably see that within the next 24 hours of this episode. It'll pop up there. They're usually fun little images, include a little bit of information. I try try and make them fun, interesting, and just something that uh, um, uh, piques my interest when I create them. And then, of course, as always, please leave uh, reviews on your favorite podcast service. And also, since we have all these different ways to interact with me on social media, I would love it if you'd start sharing episodes when they drop. Let people know that you're listening. If you would like to help us grow the podcast and be a part of that work, I would really appreciate it. And again, don't forget, I will be on the road next week. I will publish next weekend. I'm not sure exactly when, but we will see another episode next week. And uh, again, it'll be from the mobile studio. So that should be really interesting. Thank you all for listening. I always appreciate it and really appreciate those of you that are letting me know that you're out there and sending feedback. Have a great week, everybody.